witches and welcome to Witch Space. I'm Gemini. And I'm Scorpio. And today we are going to talk about, well, what happens when your spells turn soup. And Scorpio, can you please explain to our listeners what this means? Because I didn't get it at first. Okay, so I'm a big Buffy the Vampire Slayer TV show fan. The movie's okay, but I really, really loved the show. And there's a character there, Willow, Buffy's best friend, who is Wiccan. And I forget who she says it to, but she's like, I think she says it to Tara, but she's like, most of my spells turn to soup or just soup or something like that. In other words, she's trying to say, like, I'm trying to do spells, but for the most part, they fizzle. So that's the phrase that she used. And I think it was. I think it was when she met Tara during the episode called Hush, season four. I love that yes. you know. I knew, like, I'm looking at Gemini's face because I knew she was going to have a reaction when I said <laughs> So yes, so I just loved that phrase because I think we can all relate to that, the idea of trying to do something and it like turns to soup. So that's the whole point. So what does that mean as far as the podcast? I think it's because, you know, every podcast we do, like we're really positive, like you can do this, you can do that. Or when you do your sit and spells on Sunday, right? Like Gemini has all these great ideas and like, okay, you can do this, you can do that. And I don't know if anybody out there listening has ever tried stuff and goes, okay, how do these witches have their shit together? And I just tried to do something and it fizzled. Or I did something and the opposite happened. Or how do I keep momentum up, especially if you're alone and you're trying all this stuff and maybe like spell after spell or not even spells. Maybe you do a ritual expecting to feel some sort of way and you don't. Or, you know, how, whatever it is you do, and you're just like, how do I know that I'm doing, I don't want to say the word right, but how do I know that I'm being effective? How do mm-hmm. I know that I'm in this? Like, should I just quit? And I guess I want this episode to be the encouragement for any witch who's like, I don't have this. Like, all these other witches, they know what they're doing. I don't know what I'm doing. Maybe I'm not cut out for this. Maybe I'm what we've been saying on the podcast. Maybe I'm witch adjacent because I can't do X, Y, or Z. Mm -hmm. So I guess this episode is to say, you know what? Especially if you're in the Northern Hemisphere, it's we're in the middle of fall. We're heading straight into winter. Soup is good for you. Right? Soup makes you feel, thank you, makes you feel all warm and fuzzy. You need it. So sometimes spells need to be soup. Go ahead. Go ahead, Gemini. Tell me about me. I love this moment. Tell me about (laughs) me. Okay, so first of all, um, I love that you were like, oh, what's the podcast about today? And I was like, you're in charge. This was your idea. And boom, you come out the gate with soup is good for you. Stop it. Um, Genius. I'm keeping that one forever. But Yeah, I I do think that, like, there's so much education that happens in the witch community that it's always about, like, well, I'm going to show you how to do this or this is the way I do that. That I don't know that there's a lot of talk about, like, okay, well, what happens when you do that and nothing? So I think this probably was really needed. And especially going into, um, you know, coming in on Yule when we're moving into sort of approaching rebirth like this is the fallow time for us to really reflect and consider 
all of the things that have happened and like what are we going to change in the new year so not only did we need this but like great timing Scorpio wow you're so good at this (laughs) thank you I try I'm learning from you that's what it is thank you yes Mm -hmm. I mean you know even if we look at sit and spells Mm -hmm. and we had no clue I think what we were doing like I think I was doing sit and spells for a while and I'm like I don't even know what I'm doing I really felt like my sit and spells the early ones anyway like I feel like they were soup I felt like like I wasn't really sure like what am I supposed to be doing for people like because we said early on we're not going to give people spells because people should feel empowered to -hmm. do their own stuff so it really is about spell crafting so that was the whole point of the sit and spells which I really like I like the idea of people feeling really powerful and taking whatever advice we give and going, okay, I'm going to now shift that into what I do. But I got to say, like, I felt like, oh, great idea, but it was turning out soup because I wasn't really sure. And I think, you know, forget sit and spells, but just that's just one example. I think when we're starting, we expect to see like a big change, mm-hmm. you know? So when you start doing something, whether it's ritual or spell work or whatever it is, and you don't see anything and you go, okay, this was soup. But you're never going to get anywhere if you don't keep plugging along. You okay. have to eat the soup. You got to eat the soup. This is great. This is a great metaphor. I love this metaphor. <laughs> um, I think, I feel like I might have talked about this in like the first episode ever or like very early on in which space. But one of the things that was really sort of foundational to my whole this, my whole witchcraft journey, was just kind of being like, I'm going to do it anyway. Um, Especially when I was like coming up, there was this big push or, or it was just really popular at the time to be like a god spouse or a god phone. These are air quotes. I'm air quoting them. Um, and I felt like everybody at this time was like I can talk directly to the gods like they talk directly to me and I'm like that doesn't I don't do that um and so for me I just decided all right you know what I'm gonna keep doing it I'm gonna just keep going even if what I'm doing doesn't look like any of the stuff that I'm seeing around me isn't fitting with the way people are telling me this is you know I'm supposed to be interacting blah 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 I just said, fuck it. I'm going to keep doing it because the act of having faith is more important than things working or not. Um, And like, thank you to past me for doing that because I think it builds your resilience and it makes it so that it makes it so that you're not frustrated when you know you do a spell and nothing happens or you do a ritual and the energy isn't there like if you go into the whole thing saying all right fuck it I'm gonna do it anyway I think it makes you better at at anything right like I'm talking about my witchcraft journey but like resilience is essential in life if you don't have the ability to step back and be like fuck it I'm doing it anyway you're not going to take the opportunities to be successful you're not going to get to places that you thought you could never get to like and especially, especially in witchcraft, because I feel like there's no right answers here. Like, it's not the same as in college where it's like, oh, well, if I have resilience, I'm going to get an A. There are no A's in witchcraft. You can't, like, I can't pass a spell. 
you just do it and like the vibes are there or the vibes aren't there the the result is there or the result isn't there um and like magic works every spell you do works somehow but you have to be you as the person have to be able to be like okay i'm okay with this outcome even if it's not what i wanted i can learn from this outcome even if it's not what i wanted i will have the faith even if the results are soup i also think when it comes to spell work and if you're a word witch um actually even if you're not a word witch even if it's all mental and you're figuring things out if people were to do a deep dive into the words they're using they might mm-hmm. see why they got a different outcome than the one they were expecting and it's something that you know was said to me with every time i ever took a class on divination be very specific be very sure of what you're asking the cards the shells the bones the whatever right um because the way you ask it is the way it's going to be interpreted. So you're thinking one way, but you, the words you used were this. And even mm-hmm. if you don't use words, right, when you're picking ingredients and you're like, okay, this is good for this, this is good for that. But how else have they been used in magic together? Uh-huh. Because if they have a past together and you're thinking, oh, no, I'm doing this new. I, I haven't looked at anything. I just know the correspondences. Yeah, but you got to do a little bit of digging, especially when you're using things like crystals or herbs, you know, anything that has a history, you know, coffin nails, a cemetery dirt. Anytime you're using these things, what associations have they had? You can't now all of a sudden say, well, no, I'm going to use this in a completely different way. It's going to be brand new and I'm going to get a different result. Um, You may not. Yeah. So and to me, that's all the same thing as being a word witch. How are you putting these words together? What is it that you're saying? And maybe it's matching your intention and maybe it isn't. And you're going to get a different result. But it could be that that's actually the result you were putting together. Yeah. You didn't know. So I know that in our Our Witch is Afraid of the Dark episode, we talked a little bit about have you ever had a spell go wrong? I would like to focus on, I guess, the aftermath right now because I know you had talked about a spell that went wrong on that episode what was your response afterwards like what did you do when you realized your your spell had been done sort of unintentionally and got results that you weren't expecting or didn't desire so the first thing I went was oops like literally my whole <laughs> body just went uh like you know like I said on the podcast I realized because I felt something mm-hmm. and that's when I went uh oh, I think I just did something here, but I I did nothing about it. I didn't try to reverse it or anything like that. I was just like, well, what's done is done. I felt something. Let's see what happens. When I realized that, yes, it took effect. God, this person just completely disappeared from my life for a little bit. I just took it as that person needed a breather. I needed a breather. That means this spell was meant to work out. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't wish this person harm. I didn't wish this, like, I hope you leave and get hit by a truck. Like, that's not what this was. Um, but if I really listen to the lyrics, it is about somebody being in your space and you wanting to physically harm them should they continue to be in your face. Okay? Got it. Um, 
one line, you know, I- I'm going to kick you when you're taking a fall. You know, I mean, how else do you interpret that? Right. Yeah. So maybe it was a good thing because I was at a point where I was so angry that I'm not saying yeah. I was going to kick them or hit them, but the relationship could have been very volatile somehow if mm-hmm. this person didn't have the breather. So I think that that's, that's the good thing. So I just kind of like let it ride itself out. I knew that no spell was going to be forever because I never thought of this in forever. I just needed this break. So when this person came back into my life slowly and things, I have to admit, things got better. Every once in a while I have to put them in check, but things have gotten better in this relationship. Mm -hmm. I think it was good that we had that break and that we had the break through spell work and not because we had this huge blowout, which maybe, you know, when you say words to somebody, you can never take them back. Mm-hmm. So I think it's kind of nice that the spell kind of, for whatever reason, this person was just like, I don't want to be around this person for a while. I think that would have been better than if we had come to verbal blows. I'm not going to say physical because I don't think I ever would have hit this person or they would have hit me. But I think we would have come to verbal blows at some point. Yeah. Do you regularly reflect on your spell work? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. Um, sometimes I will think back to things that I did years ago and go... So was that the best way to go about it? Would I do that again today? And I'm not talking about bad things, you know. I even think about healing work that I've done. You know, I'm always hesitant to do any spell on somebody, including healing work, because I do believe there's a greater purpose. I am going to die one day. And I do believe that I have already chosen before I was born, just like we've talked about how I believe you choose your parents before you're born. Mm -hmm. You choose how you're going to die, unless you die in a horrible accident. Accidents or shootings or anything like that that are beyond your control, that's not how you choose to die. Nobody chooses to be murdered, okay? So I'm not saying that. I'm saying a natural death. And unfortunately, diseases are a natural death. You know, you get cancer. You know, yes, doesn't mean you're gonna, you have to die of cancer. You should fight mm-hmm. it. But when you say, gee, I don't know what happened. Like, this person was fighting, and they just... In my mind, that goes, well, that's what they chose. They chose mm-hmm. to go that way. Not everybody chooses to go peacefully in their sleep. So whenever there's somebody who's very ill, you know, if a loved one says, can you do a spell? I do, but I'm always a little hesitant because I'm like, I don't Mm -hmm. know if I am trying to impede that person's free will to go in this manner or to experience this. Because unfortunately, we're also here to experience pain. We're here to experience loss. We're here to experience all the human things. Some of them aren't pleasant. So I reflect on all of them. I think... Because I was listening, as I was listening to you talk about, like, what did you do after your spell? I think that's sort of, like, you have to write down the recipe when you get soup. Because mm. once you get the soup, now you have to know, okay, well, what did I do to get that? And what do I have to change for the soup to be, like, more of a stew? Or for me to get the, you know, whatever meal you were actually trying to cook? I, I'm, my brain went to eggplant parm immediately i don't know why (laughs) i don't know why um but like so much of witchcraft as a practice is like throwing shit at the fan and then watching what happens and if you're skipping the watching what happens part i feel like soup is more likely than results um and i don't know if you notice this but i feel like that's like that's a thing right now 
like the way that people talk about manifestation sometimes it's like oh well you're supposed to forget about it you're supposed you're supposed to forget about it you're not supposed to think about it and I under again I understand the paradigm that this comes from I understand how it's supposed to work but for me I'm like okay but once you forget about it now how are you going to be able to reflect and be like oh well this is how it worked and this is how I can improve it if you're not supposed to think about it can it ever not be soup you know I think about the candles that Amy does from otherworldly mm-hmm. waxes and they're not just you burn it for 20 minutes and you're done yeah right you have several choices of either letting it burn out. Obviously, nobody wants their house to burn down. So if you have to go to work, she does tell you instructions on how to snuff it out and then light it the next day or whenever you're back home. So, you know, there's nothing in there that tells me you're not supposed to think about it. You are supposed to think about it. You're supposed to come back and relight it, right? I don't think anybody just lets it burn. I mean, unless we were in COVID times and you were home, Right. Most yeah. people do not just let things burn. I know some people who do. They'll, they'll put it like in the bathtub or something. So if it falls over or something like yeah. that, you know, I'm too neurotic. No, I don't want. No, I will snuff <laughs> out a candle. If I leave the house like that's it, the, the candle's out. Um, so, you know, if you have a candle that you come back to. I think it's good if you've done a spell. I don't mean beat it to death where every day you go back and you're like, OK, I'm going to do a whole ritual just like I did yesterday. But mm-hmm. what is wrong with having a spell that you feed, let's say, yeah. you know, from one moon cycle to another or from whatever it is you're doing, right? It all depends, you know, from one day to the next. Is there another day that you want the spell to end? You know, what's wrong with feeding it a little bit? And then you go, okay, you know what? It is completely fed. I'm completely done. This is it. I don't know. First of all, I love that. Look out for that on sit and spell. Um, but second of all... <laughs> You know, I think listening to you talk, it makes me think that this sort of this sort of modern the secret idea of manifestation is more about living in alignment with the universe and less about actively doing any kind of spell work. Because if your idea of manifesting is I already have the things that I want and so I don't have to think about them, I'm just going to act in accordance with that, you're not doing anything. The universe is doing what the universe does. And you're simply deciding I'm going to be okay with that. Um, And like, I love that. (laughs) Love that energy. You should do that. But that's not, in my opinion, spell work. Um, And I do think that at that point, if you're doing manifestation in that way, everything is soup. And what you're actually doing is being like, I'm going to live inside the soup. Soup is warm and soup is nourishing. And I'm going to live in soup instead of trying to make my own recipes. Damn, living in soup. I like that. <laughs> we got a lot of soup metaphors happening. I'm really we into do. them. <laughs> I'm going to want soup today. <laughs> Ditto. Um, so this idea of living in soup. Do you think that this is something that is perpetuated perhaps in, you know, there's been so much. I feel like witchcraft is booming again. Right, this idea yeah. of like people being witches and you know, you see them on social media like, Oh, it's the first of the month, I have to do this, this and that and I think all right, so someone's gonna watch that on social media mm-hmm. and they're gonna say, Oh, it's the first of the month, I have to do this, this and that and yeah. to me that's soup because yes. where are you getting this from? Like wh- because a witch showed it on TikTok. So I saw 
a TikTok. I, I wrote a lot. I'll see if I get a response. Uh, this person that I follow in Salem. And, you know, this past Halloween, Salem got crazy to the point where the, yeah. know, different people, different... Um, we're not talking about witches. We're talking about... I don't know if it was the mayor or somebody was like, there were 100,000 people here one Saturday. And, you know, this is not Disneyland. This is a small New England town. We can't accommodate those people. And, of course, people are rude, which they never should be. And this person was complaining mm-hmm. about it. And I said, you know, first of all, you're right. Like, people shouldn't be rude ever to anybody in a store, in a restaurant, yeah. ever. You have, like, bare you, minimum. Yeah. Don't be rude. But on the other hand, you're a small New England town. What are you feeding out there on social media come to salem capitalism wins once again right and then she also blamed an interest on witchcraft um i don't know about you but i would never go to salem on halloween because i'm interested in witchcraft there were no witches that died there right so that's very much you know an interest like air quotes in witchcraft not like participation in witchcraft right um, if you're interested in witchcraft, and you can be, and Salem's a great place to go because there are a lot of great people there, why aren't you going in July? Why aren't you going in February? Okay, granted, February's cold, but it's a little cold. <laughs> it's got to be beautiful, though. Yeah. In the winter. People aren't thinking about any of that, and they keep every year building it up more and more like, hey, tips and tricks on how to go to Salem for. You know, so you're going to get soup. Salem was living in soup, I think, this yeah. past October. So this whole thing of people being interested, you know, what is the interest? What is the real interest? And some people will never get out of the soup because I feel like they're never going to progress past the I'm interested part or they're expecting, they're expecting hocus pocus and that's just not what witchcraft is. Being a witch is not an aesthetic because reality is not an aesthetic yeah and i'm not gonna make this i'm not gonna make this a rant about like social media and capitalism and all of that we're gonna skip that part (laughs) but we are living in a time where aesthetics are what people are worried about what is it gonna look like on instagram you know Mm -hmm. am i gonna have good pictures and like I get it. I I do it whenever we go to events. I'm like, Scorpio, stand here. Do this. Pretend like you're laughing. Like, I'm in. But your life can't be aesthetics. That's not a life. You're not living. You're soup. And maybe you want to be soup and that's it. And that's fine. And, like, that's a personal philosophical thing that you need to sit with. But I do think that, like, the human condition is supposed to be more than soup. And if all you are doing is having the same day over and over where you're checking the same accounts and worried about the same pictures and the same aesthetics and caring about whether or not your house looks a certain way and not actually using the house and not actually using the things but simply showing them, simply having them for the perception of them. I think this goes for, you know, not just witchcraft, your whole life. Like, that's not a life. That's... that's. (laughs) I'm, it's not reality. You're not living in reality. You're living in a simulation of reality. Wow. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I guys. Like, I feel like every witch that I've ever known has been messy in some form or another. Like, they're, they're never... You know, you see the movies and, like, you see it on social media. 
And like they've got their little cupboards and they have a little, and yeah, we all mm-hmm. do. But for the most part, those rooms are a complete mess. Like life is messy. And I feel like witches are messy. And some witches have a certain aesthetic and that's cool. I can't talk about not having an aesthetic. I like getting all dressed up and doing stuff. But you're not going to find me like that every day. And certainly not in the middle of ritual. I am not wearing like my Scorpio hat and like, yeah. you know, and doing all that. I'm probably wearing sweats. Like I'm, that's how I do my rituals. That's how I do my spell work. That's how I, I have to be comfortable. You but know, clean and comfortable. it's also the difference between like dressing up in a Scorpio outfit and going to an event and like we're there and interacting with people and making friends and like seeing our friends. Yeah. We're not just going there to be seen in an outfit and maybe buy a couple things and like not actually interacting with the people that are there. Right. We live in reality. Like you're allowed to have an aesthetic, but it's not your whole life. And it yeah. can't be your whole life. Especially when you go to a market and it's your friend's market, you kind of want to like dress up because people who, you know, yeah. are just coming to the market like to see that. They're like, oh, there's a witch, whether you're a witch or not, mm-hmm. but they kind of like it. So it's 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 kind of nice to go. You could, I feel like I'm also supporting when I go dress like that. It's like, yeah, Absolutely. I'm, I'm feeding into what people want to come, come see. Um, so what should people do if they're in soup and they're like, why am I in soup? Uh, I feel like aside from eating the soup, I think you should do something that makes you feel like a powerful witch. So if spell work is coming out soup, where do you feel really good? Do you feel really good doing ritual? Then do some rituals. Mm-hmm. So that you you don't feel bad about the soup. <laughs> you can come back and say, you know what? The soup needs the cool. I'm going to go do this and feel good about it. And then come back and go, what can I do for the next time? Yeah. I think about, you mentioned the beginning of the podcast. And I think about the beginning of the podcast. And I was really nervous to not stray. I wanted to make sure that I didn't stray, I should say, from Wicca. It was really Mm -hmm. important that I stayed in Wicca because this is what people know. I mean, they know traditional witchcraft. They know other things. But I said, this is where I live. Like, this is what I'm supposed to do. So this is what I'm going to do. And then the more, and that was another reason why I didn't feel comfortable doing sit and spells. Because I thought, I don't do spells like other people do Mm -hmm. spells. I don't do them the Wiccan way. And I was told that by different people, people that I knew that were Wiccan. And I would say, oh, yeah, I do this and that. And they're like, that's not a Wiccan way to do this. And I thought, oops, you know. So a lot of me was like, okay, I'll do a little bit and I'll show people a little bit of this. And I remember the Cascaria one, the one that I did with that. Yes. And I was super nervous with it because I thought, are people going to come out and say, what the hell is that? Like, what kind of Wiccan does that? So little by little, I just thought, I do not want to share this stuff because it's just whatever. I think whether we realize it or not, we have been told to do things a certain way, to be considered a witch. Yes. Even if you're like, well, okay, no, certain people don't think I'm a Wiccan because I'm solitary. Well, okay, I've already broken that. But still, there's something in the back of your brain that's saying, do this this way. Don't include that. The moment that I just said, well, this is kind of crazy and we're going to continue with episodes and I can't just talk about Wicca because there's other things that are important to me and I started incorporating other things I got less soup yeah right because now I'm being really true to myself 
whether it's myself, my ancestors, my culture, my Wicca, whatever, I'm being true to the witch that I'm supposed to be. And I don't think that's always easy for people. And I think that's why I'm saying it here, because maybe people are listening to us and they're like, well, Scorpio always had it figured out. No, not really. You know, and I've said it before, this was over here and that was over there and you don't put them together and you definitely don't talk about it. You don't talk to witches about your brujeria and you don't talk to brujas about your wicca. And that's just the way it went and you just didn't talk about it. But as time has gone by, we've changed and I've changed. And I, I think this podcast mm-hmm. is what helped me change because I realized I had to talk about stuff. So at some point I have to talk about the other stuff because it's just, it's there. <laughs> There's not enough, yeah. You know? And I guess I could have just talked about Wicca the entire time, but it just wasn't going to be enough. I think that I'm, mm-hmm. if I'm honest, so much of the foundation, the the ethics, the whatever you want to call it of Wicca is what I do. But my practice practice really isn't always Wiccan. So the podcast helped me. So I think it's about giving yourself that opportunity to say, okay, no one is going to accept or like this. What is it you really want to do? Yeah. Because I and think just that's fucking do it. Yeah. yeah, just do it. You might still get soup every once in a while, but it'll be more intentional instead of just yeah. I'm putting this together because I'm supposed to. You're not supposed to do anything. We're witches from all over the place. So our supposed to's are going to look different. I have another metaphor that I'm going to throw into the soup. Okay, um, something else. Another ingredient for the soup. I, growing up, my mother did a lot of the shopping for me, and I would wear, like, pastel polos and, like, Bermuda shorts, and that was never really, like, what I wanted to look like, but I just, you know, my mom bought it, so I wore it, and it's whatever, and I really, truly thought for a very long time that, like, you're supposed to have an aesthetic, you're supposed to know what you want to look like, you're supposed to, like, have all of that figured out you know, in high school, that's when you're supposed to figure it out. And I realized this year, this school calendar year that like, I have an aesthetic now, like I I have a way that I like to dress that is identifiable as Gemini. Um, One of my students made a comment about a dress that I wore where she was like, this doesn't look like you like you always wear such fun stuff. And this is like, so boring. And I was like, Oh, my God, you're right. I do. This is I was finally able to understand that like, the building of an aesthetic is something that happens over time as you find pieces of clothing that you love and you want to keep wearing. As you find, you know, different styles that you're like, oh, I think this really suits my body. And I think that that for me is how you get out of the soup. Is you're finding the bits and pieces that work with who you are and what you want. And so when you're starting in a witchcraft practice, there should be a lot of soup. If you get a lot of soup and you haven't been doing witchcraft, that's probably a good thing because you're figuring out, okay, well, this is for me and this isn't for me. And, you know, that doesn't really, you know, jive with the way that I like to raise energy or I like to write my spells differently. If you're in soup, that's good. And then if you've been doing witchcraft forever and you're in soup, that's probably even better because you're you're really tailoring in on like, okay, well, what is it that I want and that fits with me and that, you know, really connects to my soul um it's sort of like you have a recipe for like corn chowder that you just make over and over but what you really want is like tortilla soup 
And so you have a couple of the ingredients for tortilla soup in the corn chowder, and you're just slowly changing the recipe until eventually you get to the soup you actually want. Um, and listen, like, it's hard. It's not easy to wake up and be like, okay, I'm going to stop judging myself, or I'm going to stop letting the little society in my head, like, have opinions. I- I'm not going to say how old I actually am, but, like, it's it's now. I'm hitting it now. You know, I've been around like multiple decades. I'm hitting it now where I'm like, oh, I can like unpack what thoughts are me and what thoughts are the society I grew up in telling me I'm supposed to behave a certain way. But part of the job is doing it. (laughs) Part of the job is doing it. Like get a journal, have a book of wins, use your book of shadows. I feel like so many witches have a book of shadows that is just like oh well here's um here's my spells and they set it up to be like charmed and it's like a thing that never gets touched or changed and like I get it I get it but you should know then all of those spells should be stuff that you're comfortable with and you've done a hundred thousand times it should be stuff that really deeply resonates you like don't (laughs) don't build a book of shadows full of correspondences that don't mean anything to you I never have the Wiccan read in my shit because it's not mine Right. But if I looked on Instagram, I would think, oh, I have to put it in. Like, no, do what's yours. I love the Wiccan read. So, yeah, it's in mine. Because I think that the Wiccan read in itself, if you had nothing else, that could be the beginning of your book of shadows. That is your book of yeah. shadows. Everything is in there. I mean, we had a whole episode on, if you're interested, I think it was season one. Yeah. Yeah, go back and listen to our, our I Love the Wiccan Read. But you're right. People would think they need it. And if you're not Wiccan, why do you have the Wiccan Read? Yeah. I'm trying to think if Book of Shadows is Wiccan or not. Because I know witches have always written things down, so I don't know if the actual term is just Wiccan. At this point, I've lost track of what's what. <laughs> well, the problem is also that, like, again, when I was coming up on the internet, like, that was, like, the boom of eclectic, solitary Wicca. So, like... I don't, I think a lot of us just took, just ran with it, you know, so I think there are a lot of witches out there who might be using a book of shadows regardless at this point. That's true. Probably doesn't mean anything. So going back to what you were saying about clothes, you know, when I became a teacher, I felt I had to look a certain way. I was of a certain age and I felt like I had to be a grown up at that point Mm -hmm. with a real job and real responsibilities. So I have to look the part. And for me... It was going to anthropology. I didn't know where else to go to get clothes. And that just looked like, you know, I didn't I wanted to dress young because I was young. And I was like, okay, what am I going to wear? And I had my hair, my natural color. And I had it just kind of long and whatever. And then, I don't know. I went to the salon. And I'm like, you got to cut it off. You got to give me bangs. And the person was like, let's go back to black. And I came into class. And a kid looked at me and went, that's you, miss. That's you now. And it hit me a couple of things. One, kids can see through whatever aesthetic you have on and they know exactly mm. who you are. Okay. So when the aesthetic, the outside matches the inside, that's why that student tells you, why are you wearing that dress? That's not you. Like they get it. Like mm-hmm. that's not you. So you got to think about that. Not so much about the outside. I mean, really, who cares? You can dress any way you want. But if you're being true to yourself on the outside, Be true to yourself in your practice. If there's something in your practice you really don't like, but you feel you have to, sit with that. Who is telling you you have to? 
Who yeah. is not giving you permission to be you? Is it, it, I mean, you could say, well, my job, I, I can't dress the witchiness that I want to be. Okay, I get that. So you have to wear a suit, you have to wear whatever. But on the weekends, why can't you wear what you want to wear? You know, I remember yeah. growing up, there was a term called weekend warrior. And it was meant to put people down because they only dressed punk or whatever on the weekend. You know what? Um, they're not weekend warriors. They're, they're That's a real punk. The one that's going to go out there and do what they have to do to work. And maybe they love their job. Who cares what you're wearing? Yeah. Right? Because you can't wear leather and wear all your piercings. And you have to cover your tattoos or you can't have the haircut you want. But in this capitalist society, who can just do whatever they want? Yeah. You know? So I, I feel like it, it goes beyond witchcraft, this whole idea of like you can't be who you are. You have to live your reality or, or not your reality, your, your, your true sense. You may not be able to. You got to go to work. You got to yeah. maybe you have kids and you're like, OK, look, I'm not going to dress this way when I pick up my kid from school because it might have repercussions for the kid depending on where you live. That doesn't make you any less of who you are. That makes you somebody who's responsible, who loves their kid. I mean, you know, everybody lives in completely different neighborhoods and in different states and different parts of the world. So I think the first thing to not having soup all the time is to let yourself off the hook for the things you can't control. Because society does have its hooks in us and we have to make a living and we have to support our families. And that's more important, being able to be happy that way. Your house can have an aesthetic. Who has to come inside your house? That's the other thing. When people are like, well, you know, people could come over. Who's coming over to your house? No one comes you to my house. You gotta invite them. <laughs> I hate it. And my husband is so social. Oh, my God. If it was up to him, we would have a party like, I think, once a season or something. He would want to have like a fall party and a summer party and a this. Mine too. And I tell him, like, that's never going to happen. I don't want these people in my house. I mean, he's like, but they're your friends. It's your family. I don't care. I don't want them in my house. They can, they can come over like once. We're good. The less That's I see it. them, the better. Like, yeah. I don't want to see, you know, they can come in. One person can come over. Maybe two. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to have all these people in my house. So, again, I think it's about thinking about yourself in the mundane world and saying to yourself, what do I need to let myself off the hook for here? Getting comfortable with yourself in the mundane world and then bring it into your witch space. Hey. Um, I think... One of the things that I think about a lot as a new parent is how, like, when a child is really young, you're really trying to teach them how to listen to their body and how to know themselves. Because once you're getting them, like, into high school, that's when it's, okay, now how do you interact with other people? And when you are, in my opinion, in college and beyond, that's how do I create a partnership um, and how do I participate in community? And I think for a lot of us, we didn't get that growing up. And like no shade on our parents, but I think it was very much you were born and immediately sort of told this is how you have to behave. Um, You have to be a good kid. And to be a good kid, you have to fit X, Y, and Z societal molds. And I think that holds a lot of us back um, because so few of us in America, specifically, we live in America, everyone listening, (laughs) I don't know about anywhere else, but so few of us really know who we are. And I think about like 90s diet culture. You know, I don't necessarily know what hungry feels like unless I'm starving. And that is inherently because of the way 
that young people were taught to think about food. So part of soup also is kind of like reparenting yourself. Because when do you really take the opportunity to sit down and be like, well, what do I want? What feels, go what feels good to me? You know, when am I needing something? When is my body craving something? What does that feel like in my body? Because I think very few of us really have taken the opportunity to do that. And so how are you even going to know, you know, oh, I really want to do a certain type of spell or I really need this kind of energy if you're not listening to you in the first place? I think also going back to social media, just to jump off of what you were saying about what feels good. You'll get on social media, you'll see everybody happy, uh, Maban, happy this, happy that. This is what I did. Here's my full moon ritual. Here's my this ritual. Here's my spell. And you might be sitting there going, there was a holiday last week? Yeah. And then you feel you're a terrible witch. And I think I say this because I already said that I totally forgot about Maban. Was it this year? I think it was this year. I think I, I think totally it was forgot. This year. Yeah. I was totally like, wait, what's happening? Right? And I saw it on social media and I was like, Oh my God. So I could have done one of two things. I could have gone crazy and set up things like I've set up in the past, or I could have said, I missed it. Go up to my altar and say, you know what? I'm exhausted. It's been a rough beginning of the school year. Totally forgot it was today. Light a candle, light some incense and call it a day. And that's what I did. And maybe that'll get people shocked going, I can't believe it. So you missed it. You didn't even care. No. You know why? I wasn't feeling it. I was exhausted. September yeah. was exhausting this year. I don't know why. So, yeah, I missed it. Do I feel bad? I did for like a second. And then I went, no, I I'm, I'm living this life right now. And this is what's happening right now. And this is what's happening in my body right now. And I have two choices. Feel guilty and do some half-assed thing. Or just say, hey, you know what? I'm owning this. I missed it. And I'm cool with it. And... <laughs> See it, Samhain. No, I mean, I don't know, but you know what I mean? But also, like, sit with the guilt, too. Like, why are we feeling guilty? Because if you sit with that and realize, well, I feel guilty because I think that I'm supposed to do Mabon, well, you can say, okay, hey, fuck that. Right? If you're feeling guilty because something is important to you and you wanted to do that for yourself, okay, now we make an action plan. How do we fix it for next time? But so many times, it's guilt and it's shame about what we think we're supposed to do. So fucking interrogate it, right? Don't just be, oh, I'm guilty. I'm going to do the spell now. I'm going to do the ritual now. No. Why am I feeling guilty? What does that really mean for me? What do the words mean? Right? Like, what yeah. is this word actually meaning in the context of my life? Because the result is going to be different based on the language. And then based on the intent, if you're half asleep and aggravated now because you have to do a ritual, you have to do a celebration. It's supposed to be a celebration, right, with a ritual. Yeah. And now you're doing it and you're kind of angry. Why are you sending that energy out on this holiday? You know, don't do it. You know, I, I yeah. mean, like you said, you said it perfectly, right? You really have to examine it. I mean, I'm bringing it up. Obviously, I still have a little bit of guilt about it, but... You know, I say that and I'm smiling at the same time, like, yeah, not really. You know, will I miss it again next year? I don't know. I'm not. Yeah. I, you know, it, it really, I've never been caught by surprise with a Sabbath in my life like this, where it, I literally was in shock. I was looking at the calendar, looking at the phone going, oh, my God, what is happening? You know, I really yeah. thought, oh, people are celebrating early this year. No, they were celebrating it on the day. <laughs> I just had no idea what day I was living in. So, yeah. You know, 
yeah, we have to stop with the guilt. And again, it's, it's easier said than done, but I think the most important spell that you can do, maybe it's not a spell, maybe it's a ritual, is to sit with yourself every once in a while and just say, you know, what's important to me? What do I want to do with this? Do I want to do mm-hmm. anything? No, I don't want to do anything. You know, and really start becoming the witch you want to be. And if people go, well, that's not really the way you do it. You're not really a witch. Okay. Like, sit with that, too. Be okay with telling yeah. people, well, then I guess I'm not a witch. Why? Because you know you are. And who has to believe you? You're going to get into a pissing contest with somebody who wants to prove to you that they're a bigger witch than you? No, you don't have to prove it to me. I know in my heart you are a better witch. You are the bigger witch, and you are the most powerful witch that I've ever seen in my life. Thank you so much. <laughs> no, I mean, seriously. Like, why even yeah. get into these, you know, aggravating points with people? It's like, why can't you just be the witch that you are? And I guess that's the whole point of this episode to just, especially now that we're getting, like you said, like, you know, we're getting to the end of the calendar year. We're getting close to Yule. You know, how much of this year did you spend doubting yourself, feeling bad about your witchcraft, thinking that you're not good enough, right? Uh, Did you spend a lot of time with people telling you you're not good enough? Why are you hanging out with these people? Preach. You know? So... And if you say, well, there's nobody else around, you got us. We are here twice a month and we're telling yes. you you're good enough and you are a great witch. And I think that's that's something you have to, to tell yourself. And, and, and also comparisons. That's the other thing that's going to yeah. mess us up when it comes to soup. You're going to compare yourself to somebody. You're going to say, well, I've been doing it 20 years. They've been doing it for 25 years and they're so much better. Or they've been doing it for 15 years and they're so much better. Better compared to what? Like, really, what yeah. are we saying? You know? Maybe they didn't have so much time doubting themselves. So you see them that way. Because that's the other thing. How you feel on the inside is how people are going to see you on the outside. So if you feel like you're full of doubts, then people aren't going to see you as the witch that you really can be. I also, like, on the topic of social media, like, I know we, everybody here is like, oh, social media is fake. But, like, social media is fake. I don't do all of the shit that I post on Sit and Spell Sunday. I have ideas, and I'm like, I think this would be great to share with our community, I'm going to post it. But there's a lot of shit that I posted that I have never done, never tried, don't know if it's good or not good. I sent I sent it out into the universe as a gift to you guys to be like, hey, this is an idea I have. This is something you can use in your spellcraft. I'm not. <laughs> and that's not like that's not me lying. Like at no point did I say I did this unless I said I did this, in which case I did it. But it's not us lying. It's us being like, here's what we're giving to you. Social media is giving to you for the perception. So people are giving you their best, right? There are witches on social media who I'm sure are, are in the soup or have been in the soup. And yet when you see them on Instagram, they look perfect because it's a gift to you, right? You are then supposed to take what you want from that and integrate it. So if I'm looking at like witch baby soap and I'm looking at her nails and I'm like, she has the most beautiful freaking nails in the world. She looks so witchy. Like the thing that I want from that is that I want my nails back and I want to feel powerful and witchy. So what steps can I take for me to align that image with my reality? If you're just consuming it and then feeling bad about it, you're missing a crucial step. 
I also want you to think about, not you, Gemini, I mean like people listening. <laughs> I want people to think about um, when you follow somebody on social media, they usually are doing the same thing, right? For the most yeah. part, I only post when I'm dressed very 50s. And then there are days where I don't post. And people are like, why isn't she posting? Well, I may be dressed really 50s and just forgot. I may be dressed another way. I have yeah. multiple looks to me. And I just go, eh, I don't want to put this on social media. Maybe I send it to Gemini and go, eh, have fun. You can put it on Witch Space or whatever. Like, you know, so if you see a witch, just take one example. Somebody who's really big on divination. Maybe they've created their own decks or maybe this is their business. They only read, you know, tarot for their business and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You're not going to see what they do when it comes to candle work. Maybe they don't do candle work. And somebody who focuses on candle work, well, maybe they're not going to work. They're not going to show you any crystals on their page or something like that. Everybody's not perfect in everything. Yeah. So that's the other thing. If, if you're feeling like, okay, my practice is not where I want it to be because... I haven't memorized all the crystals and I only know one form of divination. I don't know 50. And I see this witch who's doing this. Okay, we all are not going to be experts in everything. That I think that's really impossible. You would Agreed. have to have no job, live in a cave with no distractions, and just focus on this stuff, really, to be yeah. an expert in everything. So I think, again, that's letting yourself off the hook and saying, what am I really good at? You're good at, really good at something. Now add something else to it and be really good at that other thing. You know? And also, I, this is just like a PSA. You're allowed to use the book. You're what like book? It doesn't, any book. It doesn't oh. make you a quote unquote bad witch or not good enough if you're like, oh, I need to go back and check this correspondence. Or I'm going to use the spell as written in X, Y, and Z. Like, use the book. I still, to this day, am looking up what crystals mean. Right? Like, mm-hmm. I've worked with malachite a couple of times and i'm still going back and being like, oh, okay what is malachite for but it, it, you can't keep your brain is not actually a computer you can't keep all of that information in there that's the whole point of things like the book of shadows right we have to stop treating and we've said this a hundred thousand times we have to stop treating witchcraft like you know a performance we have to do the work yeah. you, have, you have to do the work that's all i've got i'm trying to think if there's anything else okay concrete steps if you do a specific spell and it is soup strong suggestion is reflect and journal i think a specific spell that really is about what steps did i take where do i think they went wrong if you're living in soup that's more of a who am i and what do i need as a person situation which i still think reflect and journal is the answer but I do also think, and you mentioned this before, that sometimes it's about, like, taking a break. <laughs> Go do something else. Do something that you're good at. Do something that makes you happy. Um, and, like, resting is necessary for creative process. If you are going to be creative and generative and making things and doing spells, you need to rest to refill whatever energy stores you have. Like, we're not perpetual motion machines. So reflect journal, do things that make you happy, and rest. Those are my suggestions to the audience. I don't think I can really add to that, um, except to <laughs> say, no, I really, I think that that's, that's what you need to do. Be happy. Find happiness mm-hmm. 
in something. If you are beating your head against the wall with your witchcraft, you're not going to get anywhere. If you keep telling yourself, I am the worst spellcrafter, I am the worst witch, I am the worst whatever, then you're going to stay the worst because you are feeding that into yourself. You are feeding yourself, I suck. So yeah. if you start to feel like I'm getting stuck with my witchcraft, I've hit a wall, I suck, don't tell yourself you suck, you suck, go make yourself happy with yeah. whatever the other thing is. Make yourself happy, feel good about yourself, and then come back to your witchcraft. There is no competition. This is not a class. You are not going to get a grade at the end. Your witchcraft should be one of those things that makes you happy in however you do it. And if that means I only think about being a witch once a month, then that's when you do it. Like, witchcraft should make you happy, period. And no matter where you are on your journey or how stuck you get, you are a badass witch. So wear that and keep that with you. Add that to your soup. <laughs> I'm, we're, we're done. Uh, that's perfect. We're, I'm done. <laughs> Episode over. Scorpio's got the perfect ending. <laughs> Goodbye. when that happens Scorpio do we have anything we need to plug before I sign off I think you have a really big thing to plug we got a surprise coming we have a surprise coming I'm so excited so um we're doing a Yule surprise as we do every year but this year I really wanted to sort of focus on the podcast and the books that we've talked about so we will have a number of prizes but the grand prize will be all 12 of the books that we have talked about um, including books that have my annotations and possibly some that have Scorpio's annotations as well so they're coming directly from the witch space library and I'm very excited Uh, hopefully you guys will see the post shortly on Instagram you do need to be following us on Instagram to participate. That's where the instructions will be. So right now, follow us on Instagram at WitchSpaceCo. Um, of course, please email us with any questions. You can DM us on Instagram as well. Our email is WitchSpaceCo at gmail.com. So we're kind of same handle. Um, we love hearing from you. We love responding to your questions. I We've gotten really good ideas from listeners in the past. So please, please keep reaching out to us. We love it. Thank you to Conwin Moore for our intro and outro music. And remember, if you're following the moons, you're following us. Mm-hmm.